What's up, everybody, and welcome back into the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Tom, it's episode number two of the week for us, and we let it marinate for one night, but we got to talk about the 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Yes, sir. I'm coming to you live from Long Island, so if my voice sounds a little weird, it's because I'm using the travel mic. Um, I'm in a hotel room working out here again, so what's up? They take care of you at least out there? Yeah, I mean, I'm not paying for the hotel, but... You know, it's not like I'm staying at, uh, you know, the the W or something. It's all right, though. <laughs> all right. Well, take what you can get at this point, right? It's all good. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, man. So the Nuggets win the championship. Your prediction was right. They won in five. Um, for a while there, it looked like the refs were doing everything they could to extend that series. Oh, yeah. But Denver did what they could, man. And, I mean, the talent just outlasted Miami despite the help from the refs. Yeah, um, the refs were pretty egregious in this game, culminating with that uh, Jimmy Butler nutsack kick to, <laughs> who was it, Aaron Gordon, I think? Yeah, it was Gordon because they called the foul on him. Yeah, um, and for me, it's just both teams sucked, absolutely sucked across the board, but Denver just had more talent, like you said, and uh, I got to give them credit, they were gritty. And against all odds, they won this game. So many different ways to win. I mean, it really was a rock fight. I texted you, this game straight out of the 90s. Nobody could make a shot. The offenses weren't flowing. It was really, really tough to watch. But, I mean, the thing is, Denver just had more better players. And Miami's role guys, I mean, again, they just didn't show up. But I put this game on Butler. I know he went hot there for a little bit towards the end. I think scored 11 or 13 consecutive points. But he, he was MIA the entire game. And they just, I mean, you need more from your guy in that point, man. A hundred percent. And MIA is a good way to put it outside of kind of Miami's initials there. But yeah, there you go. Um, outside of the last three minutes, he was absolutely a milk carton guy, man. He, they couldn't, you could not find him. Um, but you know what? I'm, I think Jimmy's legacy for this playoffs, I'm trying to think of, how to put it he's a future hall of famer and he solidified that oh, in yeah. his playoffs oh yeah listen i i'm just i'm giving him shit for the game uh and kind of for the series well, if you want to be that him, guy they're nowhere close to they're nowhere close to the finals absolutely and if you want to be that guy you gotta you gotta push it to at least six man but you know what jimmy needs help too and you know that and i've been and i was saying this and that's why my prediction was right that's why i'm a genius since I started finally sticking to my own guns, Cody Martin and Caleb Martin, K- Cody Martin and <laughs> Duncan Robinson and Jacques Vaughn. Just kidding. I know Jacques Vaughn's not on this team, but um, Jacques Vaughn. Who's who's that? Who's the other guy? Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Where Gabe did Vincent. you get Jacques Vaughn from? Doppelganger. Jacques Vaughn is the coach of the Nets. Doppelganger, same type of game. So I get confused. You, you never could recall watching Jacques Vaughn play basketball. Of course I could. He played. Didn't he play for the Nuggets? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> of course I can, as you can't remember. <laughs> but again, my my point is you. is that you know, and you can't you can't have Kyle Lowry, who again, great pedigree, you know, probably a future Hall of Famer, but. Well past his prime. You can't have him trying to will you back in the finals if you're going to win. No, I mean, that's that's exactly right. You do not. 
listen, Bam was their best player in this entire series, and I think but going that's... toe-to-toe with Jokic was such an awesome thing for him. I mean, I think everybody knew he was a good player, but I think his stock went up a little bit this postseason, too. A hundred percent, but I think if you're going to win a title, Bam's got to be your third best player, not your second best player. Absolutely true. I just wanted to give him but he did because he was great. He balled. He balled for sure. Um, I mean, let's talk about the winners here. Jamal Murray, in my opinion, is going to be a future Hall of Famer. What do you think, Sean? Top five guard in the league? I don't know where I want to rank him right now. I mean, the guard position is so good. I mean, he has a great two game, two man game with Jokic. And, you know, what I like about Murray is obviously we saw him in the bubble and then he got hurt and he came back and, you know, he definitely plays with a chip on his shoulder, which I respect. I think with him is he settled the game down when the game was at its most chaotic, which shows the maturity. Oh, yeah, I texted you that. And the, yeah, and the understanding of – and I was thinking it too, by the way. But, yeah, you, you definitely called it out and, and you were spot on is he wasn't forcing the issue. And when I look at top guards in the league, obviously they got a win, so he's fulfilled that now. Um and he just had complete control of the game. He let it come to him. He wasn't. He didn't need to score fifty every game or need to be the guy. Uh, he wasn't chucking it up like Porter was. So I don't know. It's about top five. Do you want to put him there? I'd have to. Maybe this is for. Well, it is the off season, so maybe this is for the next couple months. I guess we could do a top five at each position. I think he's gunning for it. I mean, but I'm also not thinking about all the two guards in the league. Yeah, I mean, even point guards. Like The hard thing about doing this is that, I mean, you know my criteria when it comes to quarterbacks and guards. Any real leaders of teams is like, I need to see you win. That's why it's like, if I'm taking, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you right now, your boy Jalen Brunson is is getting to the top of the list here. He's he's cracking that top five maybe Ooh, uh, next year. Because for point again, guards maybe, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, because he, he's contributed directly to a team's turnaround and winning. And that's what I like. Agreed. I mean, guys like Kyrie, I had to deal with that exper- experiment. You know, he doesn't make teams better. And I think despite the fact that you would take him one-on-one against Jamal Murray, uh, I want Jamal Murray as the captain of my of my team. Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking Kyrie Irving over Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray is a better player. Um, there's not a lot of guys. And he's still young at that, too. I don't have internet right now, but I would look up how much um, – <laughs> how uh, – how old he is. I know he's probably, he was a one and done at Kentucky. So he's probably what? 26? He was in the 2015 draft, wasn't he? Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm going to guess 26. I don't know. That's on you to look up today. All right. Well, I'm plugging it in right now. <laughs> uh, he's 26. Yes. Wow. Man, I'm fucking dialed into this league. Well done. Let's talk about, let's talk about a guy who he was in the 2016 draft. Yeah, so let's talk about the greatest second-round pick of all time who has just catapulted himself into, off the top of my head, the top 30 players of all time. And he will forever be. I think he's gunning for Tim Duncan's title of most underrated player of all time. I think to be the most underrated, you have to not really want the spotlight that everybody craves, you know, and that is exactly what Tim Duncan was. I think Dirk you could put in that category too. Um, you know, there was a lot of shit about Dirk when he was on that maps team that lost to the warriors in 07. And after he won MVP and, you know, yeah, Dirk, you can argue, 
Dirk, yep. you can argue a single title has never changed a player's career more than it did for Dirk. How he's like his legacy. Yep, and I think if Jokic doesn't get this title, um, we're probably looking at that too. Where in another six, seven years, if he's still playing, we look at Jokic like you got to win this title, man. Because Dirk was the best player on that Dallas team that was full of you know gritty good veterans but obviously it was Dirk and he went on a tour de force in that postseason particularly in the finals against the Heat so I look at Jokic yeah I mean Jokic does not want the spotlight at all and I found it very interesting because I really don't give a shit about how athletes talk because there's so many guys for every one guy that you know wants to kind of just do his own thing you have Carl Anthony Towns going on the Pat Bev pod today and talking about how he people are going to look back on him and say he changed the game um so you don't really need a lot of people talking, but it seemed huh. he seemed almost joyless. Carl Anthony Towns, off. yeah, Carl Anthony Towns today. If you haven't seen that, he went on the Pat Bev pod and and a snippet came out from it. And he how was did like, he yeah. change the game? Is it how is it how he changed the game and how to get paid without actually doing anything? Listen, man, I can't explain delusion, but um, that's wild. Delusion. He has it. It's whatever. We'll save that for another day. But my whole point is, is that Jokic doesn't talk about any of that. Legacy doesn't seem all that important to him. He wants I to go home. A, he wants to go home. And to me, I love that because it's like it's so genuine. But like, dude, you did just win the title, and you have a fan base that was been waiting forty-seven years for this. Just act a little happy, just a little bit. Ah, I I, I disagree. Be yourself, yeah. dog. Be yourself, man. That's what that's what got him here. And if he wants to say that, I mean, listen. Also, we have to take into account that English isn't his first language and he fucking hates being interviewed. Oh, yeah, so, he does. I'm sure he was ecstatic and he plays like he wants to win. So I think he, of course he does. actions speak louder than words. I think he definitely does want to win and he's a great competitor. But I love that because it seems so genuine. If it wasn't no, genuine. That's my, that's my point. You know, if it wasn't genuine and he was just trying to be nonchalant and you could tell it was a facade, I would agree with you. I'd be like, you're being a dick. But it's genuine. So for me, it's like I he went out there, laid it all on the line. And if he doesn't want to talk to anybody, that's his prerogative. He'll be back next year doing the same thing. Rosillo said it on the pod, the first player ever to lead the playoffs in rebounds, points, and assists. Yeah, no, he's incredible. And my whole my whole thought was I'm not upset at him. Like, yeah, of course, he's genuine. It's it's beautiful to see a player be so authentic and say what's truly on his mind. But I'm just saying from the Denver standpoint, it's like, yeah, you could be a little happier than just saying the job is done and you want to go home. I, hey, if overall, I'm a Denver fan, bro, I'm just like, that's my guy. I'll buy him the well, plane over, ticket home. Overall, I'm just – I wanted to just obviously finish this point with I would much rather have the player that doesn't talk about, you know, how much he loves it and shows how great he is than the guy that has to talk about how great he is and, you know, do the opposite, which is not play well. So give me Jokic any day of the week. Uh, He's the best player in basketball right now. I don't think it's particularly close, and I know it's crazy to think because of the way he plays and being at that position, especially in a league that's full of great guards and, and and wings but he's undeniably the best player in the sport no doubt about it and 
a lot of NBA people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about are still, after this, going to say they're going to take Embiid over him. They're going to take even Giannis, who I love and I still think is underrated as well, over him. But there's going to be a lot of people saying a lot of names before him. And it's just, it's slander, but he doesn't care, so I don't care. And the real ones know. And you know what, man? It's going to be a lot like the Duncan-Shaq debate or... You know, it's going to be a lot like the Dirk and I don't know. I can't think of another comparison at that time. But, you know, another guy that, again, is like you're not you don't think of them being that great. But it's just you take them off that team. I mean, I think Simmons said the stat on Duncan. He was never on a team that won less than 55 games or 50 games, whatever it was. I think it was 50. Yeah, I mean, he's the ultimate teammate. and, And Jokic is a very close second. Yeah, no, 100%. So um, I want to talk to you about Denver. We might as well stick with the winners. So they win, and we are in an era right now where teams do go through a little bit of dynastic periods, right? And I'm not saying this is going to be a dynasty. Maybe they win, you know, two or three titles in a six-year span. I think as long as you have Jokic, you have a very good chance to do it. You got Murray, too. They have kind of the perfect team when you look at this new say where they're not going to be able to afford a third max player, but I don't think they need to. As long as they have those two guys, I think we saw a perfect example of it this year. You can fill out the rest of your roster, and every single player is going to be made better because they're playing with the Joker. Yeah, a lot of people have explained the uh, second apron or whatever you want to call it. So we don't really have to go about it. But, yeah, it's like if, I, if I'm – I think even we talked about it. Yeah, if I'm going to make $3 million no matter what, I'm going to do it where I'm going to have some fun and maybe I'll be able to get myself a long-term deal because I played so well with the best passer possibly ever. Yeah, and you've got Murray, too, who's going to bail you out a lot and and take over games as well. So, Quite uh, an international flavor to this team. Very international flavor to this team. It's just a likable, really good team. And we didn't know the Warriors were going to become the Warriors when they won their first championship. Nobody thought that uh, San Antonio was going to become San Antonio when they won their first. Yep. I'm not saying that this is going to be exactly like that, but and we anybody are that a team that could go on a run. Yes, and I agree with you. But anybody that wants to jump on the bandwagon and call this team a dynasty and whatever, let's relax. And yeah. I have to say this. The Nuggets were amazing. The Warriors kicked the shit out of them. The Prime Warriors. A hundred percent, but I don't want to compare this team to other great teams. No, I agree. I just wanted to throw that in there because I heard a lot of chatter. And I just want to remind everybody that the Warriors were probably outside of MJ's Bulls, the Showtime Lakers, and the Celtics, probably the greatest team ever. The 2017 Warriors are the best team, potentially best team ever. Yeah, best team I've ever seen. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, incredible legacy. Let's talk future for these two teams. I mean, the Nuggets, like you said, they're in an incredible position in both of our opinions where they can – some guys are going to leave. Like, I think Bruce Brown's going to get himself a bag, deservedly so, and he has yep. turned himself into a potential couple-time all-star, in my opinion, if he finds himself in the right situation. I love the fact that he's worked on his three-point shooting so much, and if you look at it, it's gotten better at literally every year. When he first got to Brooklyn, he couldn't shoot anything. His two years there, he improved his corner threes. Now he's hitting regular threes. Um, Audible, too, not just Yep. Not just off the catch. I mean, he's he's really changed his game completely. 
versatile defender, and the other yep. thing too is he's just a winning type player. That's why it's so shitty to not have him anymore. And and you see him contribute to a team. It's like this is what he could and should have been. But every player has his timeline, and he's a better player now than he was the last few years. Absolutely, um, we're gonna have to. We got to talk more about the Heat. I think. Yeah, I mean, where do we want to start with the Heat? Obviously, their team is going to look totally different next year. So, in your opinion, if you think they're going to look totally different, who's leaving? Who's coming? Bradley Beal rumors out the ass. the The body's not even cold yet, and Bradley Beal's already asking for a trade here. <laughs> um, what's What's going on in Miami? Because I'm I'm interested to hear because you just basically said they're going to be a different team. I think the only two guarantees are Bam and Jimmy. I think from there, it's it's wide uh, – and probably Lowry, too. I think unless they're doing a very expensive trade where he's part of a package going out and the team buys him out. But, um, I mean, Kevin Love, does he retire? Does he – I mean, I, I don't know. Um, you've obviously got guys like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and, uh, and Caleb Martin who made themselves money in this postseason run. I know they did not perform well in the finals, but – they're the they were a big part of why they were in the finals in the first place. We'll see if they are part of Heat culture and want to stay, or whether they can get paid elsewhere. There's uh, also their third yeah. best player who didn't play in the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah, Tyler Hero, who you know, he's an interesting player because yeah, he's a great shooter, but he really doesn't do anything else. But I think a team could dribble. use a shooter. He just can't defend. Um, yeah, well, he has, he doesn't want to defend either. No, and another guy I think that completely revitalized his career in the three rounds that he played a lot is Duncan Robinson. He might have some value now. I think he does, and I think if I'm Miami, I try to sell while that asset's still cooking because let's not forget, they, they iced him out and put him on the bench, and he did not play. He only was playing because Oladipo and Hero got hurt out kudos to him he stepped up and was hitting and and was really good for them but this might be an opportunity to sell high um and especially if you think you just maxed him out i'll tell you what if, if miami's just trying to shed some cap room and whatnot if they want to take on a little fournier and a couple other things i would not mind to there see him go. on the knicks because he's in my opinion he's a tibbs type guy he makes the right decision and he's not an excellent defender but he's a willing defender yeah, and what I like about him, too, is obviously you've, you've seen the, the mental toughness with him to come back and play as well as he did. And then also you see him, he's not just a spot-up shooter. He's cutting and moving without the basketball very well. He can even put it down on the deck sometimes. I was impressed with this entire Duncan Robinson experience this postseason. Absolutely, and I think I figured out the Heat model. They like to take the underdog. Oh, yeah, of course they do, because the they think D3. they're kind of like what the Patriots were. What, just yeah. put somebody in my system and you'll be fine. I mean, yeah, look at look at Struess and Robinson, both guys that started at Division three schools, move up to the Division one level in DePaul and Michigan, respectively, and the Heat love the fight in them, and, and they've both, they're both going to have pretty fruitful NBA careers. Yep. Yeah, you're, you're right. And again, I wonder if that's a product of just the Heat, and those players will only play well in that system. Or if they can go play better elsewhere. I think Martin's gone. I th- actually, I think Martin is under contract, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe he's not able to go somewhere. Shout out to but J. Cole. Shout out to J. Cole. And honestly, too, man, is if, if these Bradley Beal rumors to Miami are very, very true, I mean, they're not going to have to give up a lot for him. I mean, you're, you're talking Hero and maybe a Lowry 
expiring. Like, it's not going to take a lot. I think it's got to be. I think it's going to be at least one pick. Probably. Maybe two, just by the way things are going. Um, but yeah, I don't think you know, it's going to be. You got the Dame rumors too. You got the Dame rumors with them. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be open for business. Yeah, the Dame rumors I think are a little more far fetched at at this current moment. I read something today that Dame is still content in uh, Portland, but and Portland's content with him. But one of those two parties could change their minds quickly. Um, we're we're gonna have to see. The off season is is upon us. Yeah, it is, and I can't wait because you have the Dame drama. You've got, and I don't like saying drama because he's not forcing his way out. Um, but I think at some point, I mean, there's a lot of tea leaves. I know I probably, I'm a little sensitive to this because I was dealing with it for the last year and a half of, oh no, they want to make it work. They're, hmm. they're committed right now. The Blazers are saying they are not trying to trade him. Well, two nights before the Suns trade, the Nets said they are not trading Kevin Durant. So I don't know. I think it's all going to depend on, can he get guys to want to go to Portland and obviously can the Blazers pull off some trades, but we'll talk about that. Probably in the next week or two, man, because a week from tonight's draft night, and that's where a lot of shit goes down. Yeah, uh, after the second pick, well, really the third pick, it's all wide open. I think it's a two-and-a-half-player draft. Um, You know, and and again, aside from the trade market on just players, Scoot could be moving to a different team. Brandon Miller could be going to a different team. We'll we'll see what the second and third pick are going to do. If I'm Charlotte with number two, I'm taking Scoot and dealing with the rest later. I think that's probably the prevailing thought, right? Like, why a team has not drafted a player because of positional need in a long time because smart GMs don't do that. So take the top prospect, figure it out. I mean, maybe you trade Lamelo if you want to. I mean, who cares? Just get the best player in your building. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and then we got a, we got a long off season to talk about our teams as well, but I'm happy I was right about the finals. Um, it wasn't the most exciting finals, but I do think the best team won, although you and I both doubted them for quite a while. Uh, Mike Phillips wants us to come on his pod possibly tomorrow, but I'm a busy I'm a busy man tomorrow, so we'll have to see. And we also have some somewhat of a large golf tournament going on, and we're golf guys, so we'll have to see. But I'll give Phillips credit where credit's due. He did say that he liked Denver. No, he did. He and I, I think he credit. wants to take a big-time victory lap. Oh, well, he texted us and neither of us responded because we didn't like the peacocking that he did after the Sun series. But he he is he was right. And, you know, this could we could be looking back and say it really was so simple. Why did we try to talk ourselves out of it? I think the reason being is we hadn't seen it yet. Yep. I think there's a lesson in that. I mean, I said it in football season and I'm glad I did it in the finals. Sometimes you just got to stick to your guns. Sometimes you got to just stick to your guns, man. And at the end of the day, too. I think I was guilty of it. I knew how great Jokic was. I've watched Denver games. I've seen him in the playoffs. I knew how. I saw him in person this year. Yeah, that's right. It's it's the TD Garden, right? Yeah, that was an awesome game. I thought that was a finals preview, but then the Celtics choked on their own spit. And I just didn't think that with all the talent in the West, particularly once the Suns upgraded, like that we were going to see this. But hey. I'm happy. I will say I'm happy that the Nuggets proved that team basketball and continuity and being together for a few years is still a thing. Well said, man. And going through adversity too. Mm-hmm. 
with the injury and the uh, to Murray and the bubble, it was it was amazing. And I think if Murray was healthy, they they could have made a run the last two years as well. Uh, Rosillo made an awesome point that they didn't really have the years where it was you know the Giannis almost or Embiid's dealing with that now because that was kind of put on pause because Murray was hurt. So they always had. I don't even want to call it an excuse. It was more of a reason as to why they weren't as great. And, and then they showed up this year and they were ready to go. No, you're 100% right. And I think watching them play, again, it gives them a blueprint for the players that they're going to target in free agency, the players they're going to try to retain. Uh, did want to give a big shout out to Jeff Green getting a title. Uh, credit to him. He's been around a long time, been on a lot of good teams. And uh, towards the twilight of his career, he's able to get a ring. Absolutely, uh, this, this team is this team is going to be really good for a long time. And as long as they have Jokic, as long as they have Murray, let nobody talk about them. They're gonna they're gonna be in really good positioning, as you said, uh, for a while now. Yeah, I, I could see this as a team. Maybe you said he was going to retire. This could be a Kevin Love team. They 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 needed a backup big. They were lucky they didn't really you know Jokic. Is such a smart player. He tried. He kept himself out of foul trouble and obviously didn't get hurt. But they could use his rebounding and his shooting. And then another guy that I was really thinking about, if he could change his game a little bit, is CP3. Maybe mm, coming off the I like bench. That. I mean, I think at this point in his career, he's kind of changed his game a little bit. It's just a matter of him staying on the court. But you're right. He would come off the bench. I mean. Well, you look at just the, the role players that they had. I mean, KCP was a really good defender. We talked about Bruce Brown. Um, obviously, Christian Brown has turned himself into a really nice player. Did you see the stat with him, by the way? He won three straight high school championships, one in his one-and-done year at Kansas, the Natty, last year, and then wins an NBA title. This dude's addicted to winning. Get him on my nets. <laughs> no doubt about it. All he needs now is to somehow get on Team USA and get himself a gold medal. I mean, he's not Bill Russell. But, you know, Bill Russell's oh, the yeah. only player of all time to win a college championship, a gold medal, and an NBA title in the same year. In terms of winning, he's the absolute GOAT. Um, of course. I saw a list where yeah. he was like, I think Complex Sports put out a list of their top 30 players of all time. And I want to say Bill Russell was like between number 11 and number 8. And I almost threw up when I saw that. Well, good thing I'll never pay attention to Complex Sports rankings ever again. Um, <laughs> he shouldn't have in the first place. I never, I never have, but this one time with you referencing them for that list is enough for me. I think Denver will be able to bring in any players that they want, and you said it very well earlier. Players are going to look at their careers and be like, I want to go in. I want to I want to get my stats up a little bit. I get Absolutely. to play with Jokic. Let's go. You saw that with the Warriors, uh, you know, you in the, during their yeah. run. I had off the top of my head, you had a David West show up and get – I think he got himself a ring – um, Bogut was there. You had you had Sean Livingston. A lot of players that were still had some tread left on the tires, and they took less money to go and win a chip. Yeah, no, one hundred percent right. And I think that they could even do better with not even vet minimums. I think they can just bring in players who's like, okay, I'm not going to get max money. Okay, the other a lot of teams are paying two super max contracts. I can't get onto that team. Ooh, Denver. Yeah, let's do this. Sounds like a plan to me. Well, that was that was a fun NBA season. The league is changing. The big man might be back, Sean. This version of the big man can be the best player on the championship team. I know why. 
because it just happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but you've already not rescinded, but you basically admitted that the league has changed to where I think Embiid could win a title as well if the right team's around him as the best player on a team. No question about it. I, I said Davis, I said uh, I said Jokic, and I said Embiid. I mean, Giannis, even I think I said him too. I, I don't yeah. know what he is. He's not positional. I mean, he's a, I would say he's a big man, but he handles the ball and does all that. It's, it's just a different game than it was when I made that point in 2017, 2018. Those guys weren't playing yet. They were not – They were. this version of the big hasn't existed. And let's just call it what it is. We've never seen a big man like Jokic. No, we have not. Maybe Bill Walton, if he didn't get himself hurt with his foot and all that stuff, you saw it for a brief amount of time. And Bill Russell, again, is disrespected as a passer. He was the original Jokic. Um, I'm just talking about, I mean, Jokic is handling the ball, driving, mm-hmm. him, dribbling behind his back. Like, he's. Uh, those are things that those guys did not do. The game did didn't you see allow that? Did do. you see that move by Michael Porter, by the way? I mean, that was, I think that oh, was more, the legs. A more out of control luck than anything but hey it looked sick it was fucking filthy I, i'm interested to see what his future is i think that while he's under contract in denver he's gonna i think he has two years left on that four-year deal he signed um i think so the no championship's reason. gonna change his career i think he's gonna be constantly locked in defensively if he can stay healthy honestly in my opinion the sky's the limit i see a couple third team all nbas that guy man he's he's a walking bucket he could be the third star Absolutely. I think this Denver team set up for, for success for a long time. Kevin Durant is probably looking at it saying, God damn, maybe I should have stayed in the East because it's pretty wide open over there. A hundred percent. And also too, man is like, I just give those guys so much credit. They could have folded up. They could have, you know, asked out. They could have said the landscape's too tough and they stayed with it. And I, what we've been seeing the last couple of years with these championship teams is patience has been awarded. You had that Warriors team that went through two or three just god-awful seasons. They come back with their core and win. You got this Denver team. I think that with all the moving around that the NBA has, and obviously we fucking love it because it's a soap opera, but we're starting to see patience be rewarded a little bit. And huge, huge shout-out to Michael Malone, too. He was an unbelievable coach, and now he's going to be right up there when we talk about the best coaches in the league. No doubt about it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where the league goes from here. I think there's a few things they need to clean up, um, and I don't want to say the NBA is in flux because they're still printing money and the new TV deal or streaming deal at this point, whatever you want to call it, is coming up. But the referees need to clean up their act, and some of the young face, some of the young American faces in this game need to clean up their act, um, especially Ja. I mean, Zion, he's got some shit going on too, but listen, I don't blame a young guy with a lot of money for throwing that dick around a little bit, you know what I mean? Oh, I hear you. I did see something very funny today where, uh, I don't know who mentioned it, I think, it, I want to say it was The Athletic, uh, but on Hoops Hype it was like, well, uh, Houston could look to target Zion Williamson for the fourth overall pick if New Orleans trades him, and I was like, now I'm not very bright. But if he's having off-court issues in New Orleans, I don't think going those to issues, though, is going to fix that. Are those issues? I mean, his issues are injuries and the fact that we don't know if he completely cares about basketball. He's not having. He's not in trouble. I mean, he's I'm not just, saying he's in trouble. I'm saying that the behaviors that he has and and slinging that dick around is is not going to be. Uh, let's just say that's going to still be pretty easy to do in Houston. 
probably easier, and he'll probably get in a little bit better shape because the food's hey, not as rich in Houston. You know what I mean? No, there's a lot of it, but it's not like Louisiana. It's not like New Orleans. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of strip clubs there, and the, I hear that you know you can get a good sweat in. <laughs> yeah, I just asked James Harden. That was the leanest he ever was. That's probably why he wants to go back. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. That's another interesting off-season topic. But we've officially moved into the dog days of summer. Thank God for golf. Um, our Yankees are they beat the Mets yesterday in comeback fashion, but we are truly in the dog days now. Yeah, well, I think we we do have the NBA drama for the next couple weeks with the draft and free agency, and I think it's like right after July 4th is when everything starts kind of going to hell for six, seven weeks. That's all right, man. That's when we shine. Hey, we got Will Will on. That's usually the time we do our uh, our quarterback quarterback tears. (laughs) Those always (laughs) make me giggle. And then uh, we need some hot takes out of him, so maybe we send him a text and say, get this. Absolutely. So, uh, we'll have plenty of content coming your way, guys. And again, we are on the eve of the U.S. Open. So, Tom, we've got a lot coming up. And I know you've got social obligations tomorrow with the graduation. So, we'll try to we'll try to make time, and we'll at least be around this weekend. Yes, sir. I, I cannot wait for the U.S. Open. I, I I I hope you're as excited as I am. LACC looks amazing. Uh, the par threes are, you know gonna be fucking terrible for these players this year well all right i didn't ask you this before we go what's what's your number what's what's the number that wins the u.s open minus nine minus nine okay i was gonna go minus seven so we're right about there okay all right that's on wax well we'll have to wait and see and we'll be talking about it tomorrow can't wait everybody take care everybody have a good night